the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. There's a place in North Phoenix called Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. And they're at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, and they do lots of diesel work, and you're always welcome to stop by there. But Nate is well-known in our industry. He's the go-to guy if you've got a diesel problem and you need some help and you've got good symptoms and good data. He'll help you as a shop owner, but he's not going to let people call him and, and take up a bunch of his time. And they can't, you can't give him the information that we would otherwise give him. So Strictly Diesel Service and Repair, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. And Nate, if you've got a 6.6 Chevrolet, if you've got the 6.7 Dodge, if you've got the 6.7 um, Ford, uh, or any of the older models, the 5.9 Dodge and stuff, then Nate can help you with those anytime you want. Let's go to the phone. Scott, you're up first. How can I help you? Hi there, Mark. I bought a 79 Bronco with the intention of restoring it. It's 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 in, it's in okay shape, but, uh, you know, it needs it needs some help. It hasn't been in an accident. It doesn't look like there's any rust on it. We threw it up on the rack. Uh, but, you know, I guess I'm, I'm wanting to paint it, uh, and I probably shouldn't have bought a brown one because I ultimately want it to be either black or silver, and they paint the insides of these things you know, the same color as the outside, and it looks like a metal interior. So I'm hoping whatever auto body shop I bring it to can could paint the inside of it, too. And, it, and it, you know, I'm not looking for it to be uh, like Barrett-Jackson quality, you know, type of thing. Just just a, you know, decent paint job that's going to last a long time, but it doesn't have to be great. So just wondering if there's a if there's a body shop that, that you know of in the Valley that, that would want to work on something like that. I'm finding a lot of people are just backed up and don't want to work on it, so... <laughs> Yeah. Just wondering if you know of a good shop in the valley. Well, there's going to be people that hear that you want the inside and outside painted and recognize they're going to be embarrassed to give you a number for that. Now, if you were to say, I'm going to gut the interior myself, I'm taking the door panels off, I'm going to take the dash pad off, I'm only going to have one seat in the whole thing, pull the carpeting out of it, I want you to undercoat the floors underneath the carpeting and paint the inside and the outside, I'm going to take the headlights out of it and the bezels out of it and all that kind of stuff, that would probably get their attention a little bit more. On Uh, the other hand... Yeah. um, On the other hand, if you don't want to do that or can't do that... Then you tell them, uh, give me a price, uh, and I want you to, to know that, I what, what do you think this will take? Will it take a month? Will it take two months? And once you give me that number, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live with it. So I understand that this might be something that you do some other work with insurance companies who demand instantaneous service, and so mine's going to be filling in the back. But, uh, but I don't have a guy to tell you that. Do you do business with a mechanical shop today? Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay. You ask them, who in the neighborhood would you have 
if you own this Bronco to do an exterior and interior paint. Don't worry about the color change because they're going to they're going to sand it before they cut, spray it anyway and oh. they're not going to take all the paint okay. off of it, but they're going to rough it up and and chances of you having a, a nick or something and and let's say you painted it black and the underside be brown are slim and none. So I, I, I wouldn't okay. worry about that. But it would be obviously cheaper if you kept either the interior color or the exterior cover. It would be a lot cheaper, okay? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, thanks for the help. Appreciate it. All right, you betcha. In and out paint job. I, got, I always make my um, uh, notes on each. Steve, you're up next. How can I help you, Steve? Hey, good morning, Mark. I have a 2011 Jeep Wrangler Sahara Unlimited the four-door Jeep Wrangler with the 3.8-liter V6. A month ago, I had the check engine light come on. I have an extended warranty through one of the dealers. So I took it back to the dealer. They diagnosed it. I had a bad passenger side head gasket, and the code that the check engine light uh, deemed were uh, number six cylinder misfire, uh, a bad bank one catalytic converter okay the the dealer did all the mechanical work head gasket extended everything with the extended warranty and the dealer just went fine get the vehicle back they did multiple test drives but within 75 miles of me leaving the dealer and heading back up to cave creek guess what illuminated before i got home the check okay. engine light uh, went back to the dealer, another diagnosing, which still deemed bank one passenger side catalytic converter, okay. which which was diagnosed the first time. But I was told, and, you know, I kind of cocked my head and not sure if Grandpa Salem or Grandpa Hanky would, would buy this uh, story, but Steve, you had a bad head gasket, coolant getting into the exhaust system, coolant getting in, which is foreign material to the catalytic converter. Okay, you gotta, uh, we gotta get to the end of this because none of, you're saying stuff there that I wanna argue with right off the bat. So let's, let's just get, where are we at today? I'm, I'm told I have a bad catalytic converter and that I should, uh, go to any of the parts stores, get the catalytic converter clean, fill up the tank with 91 octane, and drive it 70 miles an hour on the freeway to clean out the exhaust system and the catalytic converter. That should solve my problem 85% of the time, or you may have to put a new uh, passenger side catalytic converter on. And okay. I, and just, okay. I'm, okay. 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 That's a stupid idea. We went, we got, took a long time to get there, but that's a stupid idea. The catalyst is not processing. It's got sensors in front and in back. And so the computer has to see differences. So it probably got some heavy-duty load on the front, which is fuel, but on the backside, the fuel is virtually nothing. So this idea of filling the exhaust with some kind of liquid or lacquer and all this carburetor spray, we've heard that. But here's the real question. They covered the defect under warranty, you said, yes or no? Yes, but the catalytic converter wasn't part of the extension Okay. The catalytic converter is a victim of the head gasket. 
So you've got to fight with your aftermarket insurance company because if there would have been an exhaust manifold that was bent as a result of the head gasket feeding a cylinder water, the cylinder then pumps the water into the metal exhaust manifold and causes the manifold to crack just like a hot light bulb under a cold faucet is going to cause the light bulb to explode, then that's the real question. This is a victim of the, uh, of the water leak that, would, that I had on the head gasket. Now, the only other thing you could do is, is hot rod that thing up to Flagstaff and back one time to see if you can just clean it up. But as far as using lacquer or carburetor spray or something like that, you're not going to do it. If they're not going to cover it, call Mesa Muffler and find out what they'll, they're going to charge you to, uh, to replace the catalytic converter. But they're going to test it first. And here's the deal. We got a pressure. We, I don't know your, if, about your truck or not, but sometimes we have a pressure sensor on the front and a pressure sensor on the back. Well, if the pressure, the front one's showing five, the back one better be showing five. But if the front one shows five, and I'm using stupid numbers here, and the back one shows 20, it shows you the catalytic converter's plugged up. In addition to that, the catalytic converter may need to just be ran hard. And that's why I say take it up to Cave Creek. Take it on the freeway on Sunday morning. Put it in third gear instead of overdrive. Bring the RPMs up and get that son of a gun hot. Then stop by, pull the negative cable on it, clear the codes, and drive it and see what happens. But those are the in-betweens that you can do. But I'm kind of disappointed in your aftermarket warranty company because they know damn well that you shoving a bunch of water into the catalytic converter probably caused the problem. But they're not going to cover it. So that's the best uh, I can offer you. And the other thing, just real quick, when I change the bank one passenger side, do do I need to do anything for the driver's side considering the vehicle has over 140,000 miles on it? The driver's side what? The driver's side cat? Yes, sir. Okay. No, you're not going to replace the cat until you have to have a reason. So there's no preventative maintenance. The question you should have asked is, Mark, do you ever replace catalytic converters if they're out of mileage spec or they're too old or Grandma Moses drives? And the answer is hell no. The catalytic converter will let us know. But no, you, it's not, your car's not going to love you anymore if you change the catalytic converter every 50,000 miles. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, we got cars in our fleet right now that have well over 150,000. And these are gasoline cars that have a well over 150,000 miles, and, and we're not having cat problems. But they're also not driving to the liquor store and back five days a week at at 20 miles an hour. You can see the difference of between that. Anyway, good to run, Steve, but thank you very much. Keith, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. I'm kind of perplexed. I have a 2016 Hyundai Sonata, and uh, I was driving up the 202 a couple weeks back, and it lost power, and turns out it was a uh, a recall issue, number 1362. So I brought it into the dealer, and, you know, this is a, they're aware of this issue, but anyway, it requires an engine replace. And Hyundai Corporation is going to replace my engine for free. Okay. okay. I'm thrilled. Then they come back to me. The dealer says, uh, I've got to um, pay for all the new hoses and uh, new engine mounts. And it comes to about 2500 bucks. And I don't know if I should be paying that or not. <laughs> Well, I'd certainly do the engine mounts. That's that's for sure. How how many miles has it got on it now? A uh, hundred and ninety thousand. I used to drive Uber full time, so okay. yeah. And are those the original hoses? 
Probably, yes. Okay, then I would take the whole deal. 190,000 miles is eight times around the equator. You should have done these hoses a hell of a long time ago. <laughs> long time. So change the question. Mark, when do you change hoses in your wife's car? Well, first of all, Mark, do you love your wife? Yes, I do. We've been married almost 50 years. So when do you change the hoses on hers? We're, we're, cha- doing, we're doing hoses right around 80,000 miles on our customer cars and our own cars. Why do you do that? Because every car that gets towed in with a blown hose is, is north of the 80,000-mile mark. The motor mounts are insignificant. Yeah, let's put them in because the labor's a little intensive to do that. But as far as the rest of the hoses, you have to say this. I'll pay for the hoses, but for you to replace the engine, you got to replace, you got to take both ends of the hose off. So I'll pay for the hoses, but I don't think there should be any additional labor because you got to take it off the radiator neck and you got to take it off the thermostat housing to put the new engine in. Then you hook the same hose right. to the radiator neck and to the, uh, to the thermostat housing. So right. if we can work that out, then I would like that. I think the, the, the hoses came to like $1,700, and he was telling me that that was just parts. And that's like, that seems like an awful lot. Oh, I mean, that's, I mean, at first blush, I mean, I don't know. Did they kiss you before you left? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I do? This is the sneaky thing, no. okay? Listen, call another dealer. And tell them the same uh-huh. story about an independent repair shop. Okay. Get the person's name, maybe ask for the service manager or whatever, and give them roundabout, hey, motors got this, and, and they say that they have to replace the whole motor, and I took it to the shop, and uh, they say they want to do all the hoses, and the hoses are 17, and the end of the day it's going to be 22, and da 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 And right. what do you think about that? And see if 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 they'll take the chance to just poop all over an independent shop, not knowing they're talking about another dealer. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's sneaky. I like it. Yeah, well, yeah. What the heck you got to lose? And at that particular point, you can uh, you'll have two different numbers, and you can decide what suits you the best. But the seventeen hundred dollars worth of hoses, if there's eight hoses on there, let me get my calculator. If we got seventeen hundred dollars, let me turn it on. Come on, $1,700 divided by, let's just say, 30 hoses, heater hoses and all that kind of stuff. That's $510 a hose or $51 a hose. Is that right? Yeah, plus labor, plus labor. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and you also said it had 190,000 miles on it. If you haven't done hoses, then you're due. I don't think you have a choice, but I think you should shop it. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. That's, Good luck. that's what I was thinking. All right, yeah. thanks a bunch for the help. Appreciate it. You betcha, Greg. You bet, Keith. I have open lines. I have five of them, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And real quick before I bail out of this segment, Kurt's Auto Repair is up on I-17 and Deer Va- or Bell Road, I should say. I want to tell you something. All the shops I talk about, I know the owners, I know their staff, I know their wives, and I want to tell you, Kurt's is in the top of the group. He's just in the top of the group. I'm going to say that everybody's in the top or in the second stage, but I'm telling you, when you talk about somebody who's good at diagnosis, who's fair on their pricing, who knows what they're doing, who only bids work you need and all that kind of jazz, Kurtz is the king. There's other guys, but Kurtz is the king in that area. So Kurtz Automotive, and he's at I-17 in Bell. He's a great guy, and if you, you live in that area and you don't have a shop, I think you ought to stop there. We'll be back. Have you and your spouse moved from being soulmates to roommates? Wondering what you can do to get the spark back? 
Focus on the Family and Salem Media Group present Resist the Drift, a two-day marriage conference happening August 25th and 26th at Central Christian Church in Gilbert. Resist the Drift is an opportunity to connect with your spouse and take a deeper dive into content created just for you. Learn ways to strengthen your connection, rekindle your romance, and reawaken your adventure. Come hear speakers Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley share their story and what they've learned as they move from roommates to soulmates. Couples will receive Bible-based concepts and tools to reconnect and strengthen their marriages. Get tickets today at 960thepatriot.com. That's the Resist the Drift Marriage Conference, August 25th and 26th at Central Christian Church in Gilbert, Arizona. Presented also by redballoon.work. We look forward to seeing you there. Go now to 960thepatriot.com. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. And I'm going to tell you a personal story, uh, until, and then I'm going to talk to Robert. Uh, up here in Payson, um, this, the, we have a big glass wall that faces south, and we've had hummingbirds since we moved here 12 years ago. And, and it's a place where I ranch. And uh, the hummingbirds are... My wife feeds them this sugar water, and so there's can be five or six of them on this loop drinking the water, and we have four or five of those containers. So about a week ago when all the kids are up here and all the grandkids, we hear this something hit the window, and I know automatically it's a hummingbird. So I don't say anything. I go outside. I pick up the honey, hummingbird. I give it a squeeze <laughs> like you would. <laughs> If somebody drowned it or something. So I squeeze his little chest, and then I go over in the dog's dishes there, and I just in and out of the water. Then I set him on the table. They're all laughing at me. They're calling me the hum- hummingbird whisperer. And uh, then somebody goes out about an hour later, and they go, you're not going to believe this, but the hummingbird's gone. <laughs> Since then, I have saved, I don't know, 10 hummingbirds. So they hit the window. You hear them hit the window. You go out. Stick them in some water, <laughs> squeeze their little chest for you know. It's the same as as uh, pushing on a uh, you know a human's chest. And uh, so, if you have any hummingbird questions, you can call me too. Robert, you're up next. How can I help you? Uh, good morning. Good morning. I have an I have an O5 Nissan Frontier with the V6, and when I'm driving, my oil gauge is centered. When I come to a stop, it drops down to the very bottom mark. Okay. Okay. And it hasn't done that uh, before. Okay. 
that's kind of easy. Um, you didn't say anything about the engine clattering. You didn't say anything no, about no oil consumption. Noise. Okay. You didn't say anything about an oil leak. You didn't say anything about all of that. So it's got an oil pressure switch that you need to replace. That's it. An oil pressure switch. Yeah. And where where is that located? It's going to be somewhere on the side of the engine, and it may be okay. difficult to get. And, and more than likely, you're going to need a special socket because the flange on it is not a, your normal eight, you know, flat sides and stuff like that. Um, yeah, this is not a, a bad deal. No matter what's going on in your engine, you didn't say it, it didn't clatter. You're, it's not using oil. It's not leaking oil. All you've got is an erratic gauge. And, and and 99 times out of 100, the oil pressure switch needs to be replaced. Now, another thing you could do is just call a couple of shops and just tell them, I've got an 05 Frontier V6, and uh, I have an oil pressure issue on my dashboard. And I talked to my brother in uh, St. Louis, and he's a mechanic, and he said, all I need is an oil pressure switch. So how much would it cost to have you do it? And I'll accept responsibility for the success or no success. So if it doesn't okay. work, I'm not going to ask you for a discount or ask for my money back. I'm going to pay you to replace the oil pressure switch. And I think your okay. your 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 percentage of odds is 99 to 1. So 99 times I'm going to replace the oil pressure. And to be honest with you, I'm going to put the oil pressure in it. I'm not going to – when you take the oil pressure out, you can screw a gauge in. Then you go, okay, Fred, start the car, and you look at the gauge, and then maybe you bring the gauge out of the hood, and you tape it to the windshield, and you go drive it. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to pull the, the switch out, put a new switch in, because I'm going to be able to give you back $30, $40, whatever the heck it is, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that knowing full well that you've got. How many miles are on that Frontier? Oh, about 130. Okay. So it's been around the world five times, five times. So, yeah, oil pressure switch, and, and I'll bet you a dollar against your dollar that I'm right. All right. Well, thank you. All righty, good luck to you, Robert. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Gil, have we got anybody in queue? No, lines are open. Okay, lines are wide open, so we've got time. You know, working on cars is pretty satisfying because you, sometimes you have to track some problem down and the customer's so ecstatic that you have to do that or that, that you found it, you know, you found it. But there's been all, there's been a lot of times... I've been working on cars since 1972, and I owned my first shop in 1979. Um, there's been times where the symptoms really led us to this mailbox, but in reality, we should have gone to this mailbox. And and it and, and it in the early stages of my life, um, our boss uh, said it's our fault. And now that I'm older, smarter, I agree with him. We didn't ask enough info, ask enough questions. We didn't ask him the noise, is it cold or hot? Does it come from the hood, the right side, the left side? If you and your wife switch seats, does, does, does your wife say, oh, no, it's much better on this side than it is on the passenger side, and do you agree with her? So if you do those kinds of easy stuff, it always saves you money. Now, it's also important that you know we're all going to overbid our work because we don't know what we're going to get into. If we do a thermostat housing, we're probably going to have the thermostat housing. Or if we do a thermostat, we're probably going to have the thermostat housing in our estimate anyway. Because if, if it comes off and the bottom of it is all corroded and we know that we're going to have to stack two gaskets and a whole bunch of silicone on it, I've already got the thermostat housing in my estimate. I don't have to call back. If I don't use the thermostat housing, then I'm going to come in a little lower than my estimate. And what the heck is wrong with that? 
how many of you go into your repair shop and come out with a bill that's less than their estimate? Well, I want to tell you something. There's, there's a quite a few shops in this town that do that. I am one of them. I, our staff has to overbid it. Now, every once in a while, a customer will say, well, you know, I got a, an estimate for $410, and you guys are at 460 And we're going to tell them, we got some fluff built into ours. We just do. We don't want to have to call you back. But And there's a bunch of other guys that do the same thing. Plus, think about this. Every time you come in, the bill's less than we quoted you. And so one day you come in and you go, you know, you said it's going to cost me 160 to do it, but he said it's going to cost, you know, 140 And then we say, well, let's look at your, your customer history. Last year alone, we came in under our estimate by $210, and we never exceeded our estimate. So we have lots of stuff in the estimate, so I don't have to call you back. But I think if you look at your tickets, you'll find that we always come in less. So if you want to use the other shop, that's fine, but I'd like to draw your attention that uh, we've we've come in cheap, and we've bid things a little high, but we come in less than that 99% of the time. There's a lot of us that are doing that now. It really pays a lot of benefits because our customers say to other people, he's never a dollar over his estimate. <laughs> and we don't mind that. The sin is is overestimate and then keep the money. That's the sin. You're going to add a thermostat housing on there. You're going to add an upper hose with two clamps. You're going to add a gallon of coolant to a, something that you're going to do, but you're, you don't know if you're going to need all that. And so if you if you do that, you're okay. But if you don't do that, the bill's coming down, or you, you lie and say you did do it, and uh, and smart people are going to have somebody look at the hoses and say, is that a brand new hose? I want to tell you something. You grandmothers can look at an old hose and a new hose, and every single one of you, every single one of you will be able to point out the new hose. Every single one of you will be able to point out the new starter, the new alternator, the new thermostat, the new radiator the new ball joint, the bushings in the front end. Everybody knows that what's good and bad. So if you call me, I'll say, I'll order a new one, you bring your old one, and I'll put them in my hands. That's how we do. But I'd prefer you not do that. 602-508-0960. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Tune in to Wealth Over Taxes with Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock. Hope is not a plan, which most people come in hoping that they'll make it to retirement. Real advice for real people going through real situations. Having safe money and having money at risk is all part of a comprehensive plan of attack to have a successful retirement. Tune in to Wealth Over Taxes with Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock. Saturdays at 1 p.m. right here on 960 The Patriot. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. 
Be informed today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. More than 80 million Americans count on AM radio stations like this one for news, important weather updates, and the opportunity to discuss and debate important issues facing our country. But some people want to remove AM radio from new cars being manufactured, and we cannot let that happen. The Senate Commerce Committee has approved the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act, Senate Bill 1669, and moved it on for a vote in the full Senate. The bill should also move quickly through the U.S. House. Your U.S. Senator and your representative in Congress are in your home state during the annual congressional recess this August. When you see your senator or congressman visiting your community, please tell them you want their support to keep AM radio strong, vibrant, and available to you in your car. This is your opportunity to stand up, be heard. Or you can text AM to 52886. That's AM to 52886 to tell Congress to support AM radio. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is... On my chest, a little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. Plenty of people start something great in their 40s and 50s. Getting your retirement savings on track is no different. Go to aceyourretirement.org, and in three minutes, you'll get personalized tips to help boost your retirement savings. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. All about that. 602-508-0960. I have one caller in line. I have four open lines available. 602-508-0960. Got to do a little information for you. I want you to listen to the years that these guys have been in business. Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom, I've known him for a 100 years. He's a, he has master technicians. He knows what he's doing. So if you live near I-17 in Deer Valley and you don't have a shop, then may I suggest Action Auto Repair. Been around since 1983. Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil. <laughs> Phil knows Barney Rubble. He's been around since 1968. Automotive Dynamics in Sun City. Been around since 1982. Blackwell Automotive, been around, I don't have that, uh, Kurtz Automotive, <laughs> been around since 1987, and Harker's 1967. These people have been in the repair business for how long? 30, 40, 50 years? So these guys know cars inside and out, and we all learn as we get new cars, fuel injection, electronic spark, uh, cruise control, um, uh, 
you know, uh, adjustable suspension and all that kind of stuff. So Action Auto, I-17 in Deer Valley, great place. Automatic transmission exchange since 1968, 40th Street in Washington, the only transmission shop on my list. Automotive Dynamics, 82, and he's on the north side of Grand, Grand west of 99th Avenue. And he's the only shop in Sun City that I stand up for. Blackwell Automotive, Tom is a great guy. He's just ornery as all hell. But he's at 40th Street and Greenway, and he's been in business for every bit of 30 years. So when you look at all these guys, I'm sending you places that have been around, that got gray hair, they know how to fix cars, and they're not afraid to say, you need, I need another opinion on this. So that's what it's all about. Kevin, good morning. How can I help you? Yeah, hey, Mark. Uh, I've been listening to you for a long time, and... Um... This isn't really a repair question. I'm in the market for a new uh, GMC Canyon, and I wanted to know your opinion of that uh, 2.7 liter engine they're putting in those things nowadays. I, I don't have anything bad to say about it. Tell me what the other options are. That's it. That's my problem. Okay. They don't offer any. Um, the 23 and the 24 model years are just going to offer this engine. Okay. And how many years has the been, engine been out? Do you know? How many years prior to this? Uh, well, or they is... told me since two. They tell me since 2000, they apparently have had this engine in the uh, Silverados for, you know, since then. Okay. And uh, I just don't trust the salesman. So well, I, <laughs> I, I thought it, I'd ask you. I'm going to embarrass myself because I, I've just not heard of a 2.7. I'm sorry. I just I, that's just not on my hard drive. It's not in my memory <laughs> or my hard drive. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. That just means that I, I it's not been on my radar. It's not been a, a you know a pattern failure. It's not complained about you know the lack of power, all that kind of stuff. But you can go on the internet and ask. You know, there's a variety of 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 websites there that will give you historical data and maintenance data on new cars. But is it a V6 or a four-cylinder? It's an inline four. Okay. I, I want to tell you that the inline fours, and it's normally aspirated, so it doesn't have a turbocharger or, or supercharger on this, right? No, it's it's turboed. Oh, it is turboed? Yeah. Okay, well, then I've yeah, changed it's, my it's mind. inline four turbo. Okay. Anything turbocharged, and Nissan's a good truck. Um, anything with a turbocharger, you're going to love. And there's no additional maintenance. The turbocharger, as long as you don't drive it like a, your grandma and you throttle it up every once in a while and blow some of the carbon out of it, you'll never deal with it for 100,000 miles. It shares the oil from the engine. And uh, you got to right. drive it like you stole it every once in a while. But there's nothing wrong with that. So if it's a turbo, it's kind of small, but the two two seven's going to be uh, like a small V8 with that turbocharger on it. So um, I've changed my mind. Um, I'm saying okay. that would certainly be one of the things you're, I'd look at. You're okay with it, even if I'm towing a, a ski boat and and some other things. And well, um, is the ski boat exceed your towing capability? No. Okay. All right. It's it's very likely that this turbo engine is going to have an EGT gauge on it, exhaust gas temperature, and it's going to be a right. white, a green, and a red gauge. You need to know that the engine's going to start melting down at 1,100 degrees. Now, every supercharged car and every turbocharged I own, we pay attention to that. 
So if you're on your way to Saguaro Lake and all of a sudden you start tickling, you know, 900 degrees, then maybe you pull it down a gear, you slow down a little bit, and you turn off the air conditioning, and all of a sudden that 800 drops to 600, 550, bingo. Get your foot out of the throttle and drive, you know, drive as if you got a hot, full cup of coffee between your legs. <laughs> okay. But but right. I want to tell you, everything I own is turbocharged. I, and, and I have a couple of supercharged cars that we built, old Camaros and stuff. So we don't have any problems with the turbocharger, but you're right. If I haul a four-horse trailer and I'm full of fuel and I got a bunch of stuff in the bed of the truck, when I come out of Payson and I start going up Mount Ord, I got to pay attention to the EGTs. And that means I'll just downshift one gear and I'll go up at 55 miles an hour instead of 75, which is everybody else's doing. So right. and I know I got a trailer full of horses and I know I got a trailer full of this or a truck full of this. So I I'm going to expect it and I'm going to plan for that. So you don't want to melt the okay. motor but then the next question is, is Mark how often have you seen a motor melted down that's a turbocharger and I say we we service thousands and thousands and thousands of cars a year and we might see one every 2 years. And that and and when we see it, it's because the driver was flat out stupid, and we can see that everything's metal, that everything is melted, and we see this huge damage, and we know that they were just made a bad decision. So anyway, Kevin, okay. I got to run, but thank you very much for your question, and I, I'm I'm giving the thumbs up on a 2.7 turbo on a, on a new Canyon. All right, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we have five open lines. So if you want to comment about something I said, if you want to ask me a question, now's the time, 602-508-0960. Hey, neighbor, can you believe it's already time to start thinking about next school year? Gosh, I know. We're just not sure what to do with Annie, though. Oh, why is that? To tell you the truth, we're a little worried about her. We thought she was doing well in public school had straight A's, made honor roll, but when we tested her, she was considerably behind the national average. Have you thought about going to aztuitions.com? No, what's that? aztuitions.com. They can help you get half-price tuitions for an entire year of private Christian schooling. We put Chloe in one, and she's growing emotionally and spiritually with full days of in-class instruction at much higher academics than public schools. I think aztuitions.com is just what we're looking for. I'd love to afford to give our kids a good education. Just go to aztuitions.com. Annie will learn how to think well from Bible-believing teachers in a private Christian setting. And what's more, she'll get a stronger education than she ever would have in a public school. aztuitions.com. Dad! Come on! Over here! Look at this, Dad! The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing. Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, biking, fishing, or camping. Or do your own thing when you get there with family and friends. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figuerella, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Did you hear Michelle Tafoya interview Al Michaels? What about Bob Costas? Hear her fascinating take on those two and more on the Salem Podcast Network. So if you live anywhere near 40th Street and Greenway, there's a good shop there called Blackwell Automotive. He doesn't really know a lot about cars, wink, wink. But you can say to him, listen, if you can't fix my car or you're having a tough time changing my oil, then you can call Mark Salem and he'll walk you through it. <laughs> Tom and I are the, as all these shop owners are, we're the best of friends. But I can tickle Tom and he doesn't get mad at me. So I'm just telling you, Blackwell Automotive, 40th Street and Greenway, he's a good guy. He's busy like all the rest of us, so you're not going to stop by with a leaking water pump and, and at noon and figure that it's going to be done by 5 because none of us can pull that off right now. And all of us have gone to appointments just to control the load in our shops. So Blackwell's a good guy, 40th Street in Washington. He covers the northeast portion of Phoenix and, and uh, Scottsdale, and he's a good guy. Let's go to the phone. Josh, good morning. Thank you for holding. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Hey, I'm having a hard uh, time finding a um, is it a dust cover for that goes over a um, the torque converter in a 350 engine? Yes, yes, it's a it's yeah, it's not really a dust cover. Um, if you if you hadn't have said that, I, I know, but it's it's the pan with four bolts or two bolts that just cover up the torque converter and the flywheel. Correct. Okay. Um, I I ordered one, but the bolt pattern on top was was wrong so i thought they were generic but uh i need them close together i mean and okay. and they're hard to find here in town so no they're not is no, there not. any other place get, get your pencil out okay okay you're going to call a and s transmissions a and s it's down it stands for alger stowers you're going to ask for alger a-l-g-e-r and you're going to ask for the dust cover on the bottom of your 350 automatic transmission. And uh, he probably has one in stock or he's got an old one he'll sell you or something like that. And tell him that if uh, if he has one, then maybe send you a picture of it. Um, or you stop by and look at it. Now, if you're on the other side of town in Tempe, then I want you to call um, Lorenzo. And uh, gosh darn it. You're going to have to email me for Lorenzo's um 
uh, shop because he he does a lot of transmission work. Him and Alger are best friends, and I just can't think of the name of his shop because I just had this big brain, you know what? And so if you'll email me, Mark at MarkSalem.com, Mark with a K at MarkSalem, Salem like the cigarette dot com. Then I'll give you the. But you can call Alger at A and S Transmissions, and then say what's Lorenzo's number, because Alger will have that. Right. In his okay. Phone. Yeah. I might do that. Yeah. 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 Now, but, now, another quick question. Okay. I, I, I'm I'm deciphering. I think it's probably a a mid six late sixties um, three fifty tranny. Now, can I? A lot of people say don't try to flush that tr- tranny out. We'll put the um, synthetic tranny fluid in there because it could cause a leak. Uh, what what are your what do you think well, about that? If it had a leak now, it'll have a leak then, and if it doesn't have a leak now, then there's no reason for it to have a leak then. I don't know about the synthetic part because synthetic just raises the fluid level, the burnt level of the fluid into an area that that transmission is not going to handle. So if the fluid turns to a tar on a synthetic at 500 degrees, your your transmission's toast at 300. So synthetic's not going to help you any because it's toast long before that. So you, you could use a different fluid. You could use a synthetic fluid. But if I were you, I'd just use a regular Dextron for your 350. And if you're okay. going to flush it, then just flush it through the two lines at the cooler, push in, and then the other one's an exit. And we have machines that do that. And then afterwards, we pull the pan and change the filter and put it all back together. It's not going to be cheap, but it's going to be what you want, I think. Okay, okay. Well, thank you very much for uh, right. your answer, Mark. Have right. a great day. And, and you thank know, you. I just have this brain... You know what I'm talking about because I can't think of the name. Oh, it's a, I think it's a dust cover at the bottom of your 350 that, that sits on the transmission and, and keeps the uh, lower portion of the torque converter and the flywheel from being seen from the ground up. There's a lot of guys that don't even put that on there. It's up to you. But Alger and, and, and Lorenzo, one of them will be able to help you. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but it's not going to affect it if, if, if I leave it off, correct? No, no, it won't. You're not four-wheeling, right? No, 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 no. Okay. Okay, and your wife doesn't jump curbs when she's been drinking? Uh, not quite, no. Not okay. just yet. Okay, I'm just teasing okay. you, of course. Um, okay. No, the, there's a lot of people that drive around without this duff, dust cover on, and there's a lot of technicians that forget to put them on and blah, 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 blah. But the only thing that's going to happen is if you're out four-wheeling and if you dent the torque converter or if you break the flywheel, you're in trouble. But f- and then you ask me, when was the last time I saw a, a torque converter damaged or a flywheel broken because they're out four-wheeling? And I say, I've never seen one in the last 10 years. So it's not that big of a deal. All righty? Okay. Okay, right, Mark. Good. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. You're right. I wish I could remember Lorenzo's name of his transmission shop, but Alger's way north, uh, Lorenzo's in Tempe. Um, Both of these guys are young guys, and between the two of them, they know 110% about transmissions. These are, they do manual transmissions, they do automatic transmissions, they do import transmissions. Alger used to work for me in 1979. He worked for me when he was in high school. I'm going to tell you a quick story about Alger. Alger's this tall kid with kind of red hair, kind of quiet. And one day he says to me, Mr. Salem, you, we're, not clo- we're closed on Sunday, and I would like your permission 
to bring my car over and I'm going to take the, and he has a Camaro, and I'm going to take the automatic out of it and I'm going to put a standard in it. And I said, wow. I said, if you put a standard transmission in it, what are you going to do about the clutch pedal? I'm going to install the clutch pedal underneath the dash. Have you got the right cross member? Yes, I do. Have you got cooler lines for it? Yes. Have you got a new radiator for it? Yes. Oh, Alger. Alger, my fear is is that I'm going to let you do this on Sunday because the shop is closed, but you're going to have the car apart, you're going to have it on a hoist, and you're going to be a third of the way through it, and we're going to want to work on using all the hoist, and you're going to hang one up. And he says, nope, that isn't going to happen. I am ready to make this swap. I said, Alger, if you're there on Monday morning, I'm going to drop your car off the hoist, and I'm going to throw it in the dumpster. You got that? He goes, yes. So Alger works... um, all day, and actually this is Friday night, and uh, and he works all night Friday night. And he had changed it, but I had let him. So about noontime on Saturday, he's in front of my house laying rubber. And I am just amazed that this young high school kid took an automatic out, put a standard in, put the flywheel, put the bell housing, put the clutch in. He put the clutch pedal in. He made the shifter linkage. He he cut a hole in this floorboard for the shifter, and he also has the right drive shaft. And I am I'm looking at something I've never seen before. And I say to him, I am so proud of you. You have done something that I've never seen before. And now Alger owns his own transmission shop up on I-17. So he's still my favorite kid. I, and he still tells the story that that uh, I was mad at him <laughs> because he, he couldn't be there the next day. And that he was laying forever in front of my house that afternoon. So um, I'm really proud of Alger, but Lorenzo is just as good as Alger, and and uh, and I'm going to clear up his name of his shop next week. But we've got a caller. Who's that? Hey, good morning to Brian. Brian, good morning. Hey, good morning, Mark. That was a cool story. <laughs> Fun to listen to. Thank you. <laughs> um, hey, uh, so my son, uh, he's 17, he bought a 92F350 with a 460 in it. Okay. And against my advisement that he's not going to be able to afford the fuel to go in it, of course. But anyway, <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> um, and it has 200 and some odd thousand miles on it. And um, I'm a, it's got me scratching my head. Um, a couple weeks ago, he went to haul a horse trailer and made his haul, came back, was unhooking the trailer. And the overflow bottle started bubbling out, coolant in there. And so he asked me to look at it. I've done a, a, you know, I'm not, I'm not an actual total expert, but I've done my fair share of work on stuff and figured most stuff out. But anyway, check some things here and there. And long story short, uh, we've replaced a couple things at an idle. It will slowly heat up and watching on the, checking the thermostat housing. And it will slowly keep raising the, the water level in the overflow tank, and it's bubbling with it, which I don't like that sign, of course, with bubbles okay. coming up. If you bring it up to a high idle, say 12, 1300 RPM, and, and at that same time at an idle, the temperature is slowly increasing. When you bring it up to a higher idle, 12, 1300 RPM, the water level will drop a little bit, and the bubbles eventually go away. Okay, well, and stop the right there, stop right down. there. Stop, 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 stop. The radiator cap's bad. The new radiator cap, yeah. the second cap. Yeah, that, 
that your symptoms are exactly what are you said that that there was bubbles and you said that it was it was peeing backwards and the overflow and blah 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 do this take the radiator cap off take it to a local auto parts store and ask them if they have the pump to test it they look at it it's a 14 pound cap they screw it on this thing they add a gauge they pump it up to 14 and and, and at 10 it starts going they get a new one they put it on there they pump it up at 14 it's quiet and at 15 it starts so I did that, Mark. I have, okay. a, I have a pressure tester. So okay. I put it on the pressure tester. It's a 13 so, pound gap. I'm not going to be able to help you, Brian. I'm not going to be able to help you because you're giving me symptoms and they're all over the board. And I'm not going to be able to fix your car with you giving me symptoms and then tell me what the work you've done. Uh, what's the temperature, the highest temperature you, you see on the gauge? Is it 180, 190, 215, 230, 250? What's the highest you've seen? At the thermostat housing with a temp gun, it got over about 231 at an idle. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. So I don't know what you want it to run, but 230 is okay. But the bubbling out of the, any thoughts on that? Well, I just told you that all the symptoms you've given me so far, including that one, is a radiator cap. So okay. you're seeing bubbles in the overflow, which means the radiator cap, the pressure inside the, the, is overcoming the radiator cap, and it's, it's spewing into the overflow. And, and you don't have any symptoms of a blown head gasket, or you'd set it. You don't have any symptoms of a water pump that's not pumping. You don't have the symptoms of a radiator that's plugged up. So, I mean, I'm dealing with what you're giving me, and, um, you know, a lot of what you're giving me I've not seen in one vehicle. And so when you talk about all these different symptoms, your temperature gun is a good thing. Why don't you gun the front of the radiator and see if all the top corners, the bottom corners, the middle, X, see if the whole radiator is the same temperature. If it's not and the bottom half of it is cooler than the top half of it, then the radiator's plugged up. So you can do that. The thermostat, if it's 180, Brian, it should open up at 180, 185. If it's a 210, it should open up at 220. You'll be able to know that because you're going to gun the thermostat housing in the upper hose, and you're going to see stagnant water and a stable low temperature, and then all of a sudden you're going to see the whole thing get hot and the thermostat just opened. So you just got a lot of moving parts in there, and I'm not going to be able to fix your car, but I can give you some advice on what you're looking for. And really, 240, 250 hauling horses is nothing. It's nothing. So you're going to go into the red zone at 260, 280, somewhere around there. But having your having your truck run at 230, heck, my Dodge will run at 230 hauling four horses on a twin-axle trailer up to Payson. And so, mm-hmm. and, and when you're moving... It should cool down once you start moving because the air across the radiator is going to help reduce the heat and and help the radiator dissipate heat. So make sure the grill's not covered with a uh, you know a screen door and stuff like that. But um, if you run across any other symptoms or if you can put them all in one thing, then you can send it to me at mark at marksalem.com. But but right now you're kind of all over the board, and um, there's no conclusion that can be drawn. Um, and and you gunning. Um, some of the things on the card doesn't mean anything to us. There's no parameters that we would be used to. So uh, mark at marksalem.com, and I'll see you here next Saturday. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.